Blog Talk Radio. of the tipping point, if you will. Our guests will be Ashton Starr and Simon Sermon. But joining me, my own fabulous partner, let's get the rumors started, is Larry Goodman, <laughs> and I am Stephen Platinum. How are you doing tonight, Larry? Oh, just feeling fabulous on a Tuesday night. No, nice. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> my my hetero life mate, as they used to say on this one show, I can't remember, but I loved <laughs> as my hetero life mate. I believe that was a uh, Wayne and Garth thing. My kids are into the oh. Wayne's world and into Bill and Ted's. Um, anyway, um, Larry, uh, what a fantastic show we're going to have. We're going to have Simon Sermon and Ashton Starr on at the same time. And, uh, I, it was it was my idea, and and what I'm thinking in general is, I just wanted to talk about you know because both of them, um, both of their careers, um, do well. In Simon's case, it continues to do well, and he continues to find his way into the news. And Ashton Starr is coming on really strong. So I just want to talk about different things, not just being gay and wrestling and what they perceive as how is it being gay and wrestling now as opposed to before. I, I didn't want to kind of hem them in that way. I just wanted to have the both of them on to have a discussion. And I just find, I think it's going to be very entertaining. And well, yeah, we're going, very, and we're also, yeah, yeah. Very timely. I mean, in the midst of planning this show, then out comes the news of the PWC flag match, gay flag versus U.S. flag being quashed and then it's back on and of course simon's in the middle of all that so I'm, I'm and sure ashton starr is about to debut his petty party which yeah is, I, I can't remember being this excited about a non-wrestling segment in a wrestling show and i'm talking wwe too i you know besides the firefly thing I, I i just don't remember usually when you hear it's just like oh a piper's pit like segment there is no quicker way to make me uh, reach for the antacid than hearing about some kind of Piper's Pit-like segment anywhere. But Petty Party, all for it. His first guest, by the way, is going to be Logan Chase, I believe, at the next Southern oh, Honor nice. show. Yeah. So I'm curious, well, you know, how are they, they going to use this to launch? Um, how are they going to get that career going in Southern Honor? I can't wait to talk about all of it. Mm-hmm. Interesting choice of guest for Mr. Ashton Starr because, of course, he's a super over babyface there in Southern Honor. So, yeah, we'll have to check in with him about that once we get him on the show in a few minutes. But uh, before we get to that, um, no. uh, in breaking news that uh, you broke to me when we were talking earlier, 
Stranglehold will debut in Fort Valley on September 21st. And, yes, it's true, Sabu versus Danny Horn. Sabu versus Danny Horn. Wow. I was right again. And so, and if you notice in the corner of that poster, Larry, I believe Stranglehold is also going to have a wrestling school in that location. Is that right? Uh, you you may be right. I'm really curious to know who's behind that school. Maybe we'll we'll find out here soon. Uh, I I have a feeling that any student who signs up is going to have somebody behind them, fucking them out of their money. But neither <laughs> here nor there. September 21st. Now, Larry, you had mentioned something, which is Fort Valley had a tradition of running on a Friday night. Now, there's a lot of advantages to running on a Friday night, right? Southern Honor has reaped some of those benefits much easier to get a hold of talent um, then guys can kind of plan out weekends I'm going to do Friday here and I'm going to do Saturday at another show but they're running Saturday which is up against Crossroads Southern Fried Show which is up against the show competing with Southern Fried I mean is it wise in Fort Valley to run on a Saturday night well, of course, they're not. They're so far away. They're, none of those shows would matter to them. But what, what would what would seem to matter is when you yeah. when Fort Valley has always been a Friday night town, going to Saturday night. Um, it doesn't. I doesn't seem to doesn't make a lot of sense to me why you'd want to go away from Friday nights when it's always been a Friday night town. Um, but maybe um, Eric Nelson does, is is the unofficial stranglehold um, catchphrase. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, I can't. Maybe um, Eric Nelson knows something we don't know uh, about running on Saturday night in Fort Valley. I guess we'll find out on September the 21st, or somebody's going to find out. I won't be wow, there to I see it. I hope that's not true. I don't think life. Rob Rod's going to be there to see life. it. You don't think Rob uh, Rod's going to be there? No, because I mean, you're going to be. I would assume you guys are going to be at Crossroads. I mean, yeah, you know. but I'm I'm dying to see what happens in Loganville too on that Georgia World Class, and they're only, uh, you know, 15 minutes apart. Maybe twenty minutes apart between Loganville and um, between that where that world class thing is in Monroe, but they're running at exactly the same time. So I don't know. Maybe Rob Rod and I draw straws. I don't know. <laughs> you draw, <laughs> or, or more like ten paces in the duel. So you know, it was interesting because that site in Loganville, Charles ran there once you said right and even though yeah, they at did least, pretty well they never did it again is that true there was some kind of an issue i think they might have done it twice i think but but there was some okay. kind of an issue which, with the building which i don't remember and that was the end of it um because they did do well there i remember uh, xander ramon was over huge there of course again right in his in his uh hometown area but um there was I just don't remember what it was. I'm sure David Manders knows, but I don't remember what what that issue was with that building. Why they didn't go back? But Georgia well, World Class will be there. Yeah, Georgia World Class, well, or will they? Um, <laughs> they still have time to bow out. And, and, and I mean, you know, rumors abound that that show is not going to do well financially, and that they're not going to be able to make the money back. Obviously, some of the people that they're bringing in, they're going to have to pay. Right? This isn't just like the in crowd there. This is they're bringing in people from the outside and it will be interesting to see what they do. And I know that's a cliche, but it will be interesting because if they don't draw well, will they just continue to run out of stubbornness? Will the mullet March march through 
Georgia Class <laughs> Championship Wrestling. We will have to wait and see. Oh. Hey, uh, I did want to touch on Ring of Honor. You know, you did Please. a video um, a few weeks ago, one of your one of your illustrious videos in which you you mentioned does does Ring of Honor really need to exist? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, it's going to exist because. It's in, they're on Sinclair, and Sinclair's got buku money, and uh, you know now they're going to have that Fox Sports South that they've picked up, and Ringer yeah. Bonner may wind up with two, actually two separate shows, one on the on the regular um, Sinclair, and one on the Fort, Fox Sports South. But anyway, I went to the show in Atlanta Saturday night, and um, it it wasn't particularly thrilling. I, I mean, I saw one of the best matches that I've seen in a long, long time, Bandito yeah. and Marty Skrull, was, was absolutely fantastic. But creatively, it just left me so cold. Um, I, it, I just don't... They're, they're just, I didn't see a lot to get excited about. I know they're up against a lot of problems as far as talent leaving, not having talent locked in for long-term contracts, and having to you know shuffle a lot of pieces around the board. Um, but some of the some of the things they're doing, I just don't quite understand. Like, like for example, Matt Taven, I think, is a fine wrestler, um, but I just don't see him as a world champion. And I know they had limited when I, choices. I, I, got a, I, got, I was just going to say i got to admit something. When somebody put up a picture of them with Matt Taven, and they said, you know, here's a world champion, I went, holy fuck, he's their champion. And, Larry, I watch Ring of Honor. <laughs> and I hadn't realized... That's again. There's just something about what's going on there that everything slips out of my mind when it comes to Ring of Honor. It just doesn't hold my. T- I have it on. And I do other things. It just doesn't grab me. I feel obligated to keep up with it because I feel like that's the league that goes through so much turnover that that's where a lot of people in Georgia could end up getting a deal. And I certainly hope that they do, but when I think about people going there, I don't think that'll be great because then they'll be in ring of honor. I think that'll be great because then maybe they can have a platform to go to somewhere else, MLW or WWE. That's honestly well, how I perceive it at this point. And, you know, you're, you're giving up freedom for security at ring of honor because, because guys are paid decently there. Uh, yeah. You can make a living on a ring of honor contract. And so in that in that respect, more power to them, but creatively, eesh. yeah, and it's it's hard to say because of course we love Delirious and we love Hunter and we I mean you know we love that he's he's made his way there and survived some very difficult things you know they went through the whole Jim Cornette era you know the Adam Pierce era and then you know we were in the Jim Cornette era where that kind of resoundingly went badly and ring of honor managed to kind of pull themselves out of it with the Japanese stuff and all the rest of it. But yeah, right now, I mean, it has never, I don't remember ring of honor ever feeling this flat, I guess is what I'm saying. And I'm curious who got a star's reaction by your estimation. Cause they had a show? decent crowd, right? 675. Yeah, 675 so. out of 750 full. Yeah. The biggest reactions were PCO. Um, Dalton Castle, um, Roosh and um, Bandito, because the MLA group was. Well, I think they would have got a great reaction anyway. But the MLA crowd that was there was just going nuts for them when they came out. 
and mm. uh, Marty and Marty Skrull. Those guys got those were the ones that got the best um, reactions overall. Um, the the you know I felt bad for Dalton Castle. Well, not so, I don't know if I felt bad for Dalton Castle. I just felt bad for Ring of Honor that Dalton Castle comes out and he's really really over. Does a great promo and then they bring out this guy Joe Hendry as his next program apparently, and it just fell so flat. I mean I'm sure Joe, I, no. from what I've seen of Joe Hendry on TV, he's a, he's a decent wrestler, but like he claims to be the that now he's the most entertaining person in. Ring of Honor and Dalton Castle second. I'm thinking, really? What's what's entertaining about this guy? I don't I don't see anything here. It's um, it's, it's, it's typical of Ring of Honor. Like I know exactly who you're talking about. And to me, just as a booker, I look at that feud and I go, There's only two ways you can go with Dalton Castle's opponent. He's either got to be so entertaining in his own right that that feud makes sense, or you have to pull that guy way back where he's so bad, but saying he's good that it means something. But instead he's just kind of milk toast, which is the worst of all worlds. Right. right. Be gr- I would, I would love to somebody for somebody to do a deliberately bad <laughs> entertaining gimmick. You know, I would, I would love that for a guy to just go out there and bore us to tears, but he's doing it deliberately. I think that would be incredibly meta, very ring of honor, you know, and very interesting. I mean, that's the only way you could be a heel is yeah. to be so horrible, you know. And for a moment, I thought that's where they were they were going. I thought that's, but then I thought, no, that's not where they're going. This just really is boring. They're not, <laughs> it just really isn't good. <laughs> well, maybe he can get to see Nick to manage him, and they can start doing it. <laughs> oh, oh! Get that shot. Speaking of which, so the AWE manager contest rolls on, and I gotta say, yeah. I, so I, I have a question, and you may know the answer to this. You may not. Maybe Murder or Josh will get a hold of me and answer it. So they're in this round that they're doing now. Is it from here? They're going to pick two, and then those are the two that are going to be on the show. If I read the Facebook post right, there's they've okay. decided now it'll be three instead of two. But the original plan was from these eight down to the two that would appear live oh. on September September eighth. But I think it's now going to be three. So it's this. This is the semifinals right now. Yes. And how are the people going to how are the people going to advance the most likes or what how are they going to do it? Well, yeah, I mean it's the same. I think the criteria is the overall, you know, the 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 the, the social media response, the opinions of the powers that be, um, with the, I think the powers that be making the <laughs> making the ultimate call of who they're who they're going to have on their show. That could be a good thing. Because that, that, yeah. that way we're going to avoid the deliberate, you know, spoiler entry where it's going to be like this person's so terrible let's get them in for shits and giggles which is definitely possible when you're talking about wrestling fans so. well and with they might i wouldn't put it past them to book that too with three maybe they'll have one that's a stinker in there along with the two that they really see as the contenders i don't i don't have any insight into that but it wouldn't surprise me because one of the three that's probably going to get in is three mp who who got into the semifinals as an alternate and mm. cut a really good promo. I think he's almost sure to make the finals. He's a shoe in, if you ask me, to be one of the three. You know, I like the young professor. You know, that's my guy. And uh, 
So that's cool too. Uh, doesn't doesn't look like C Nick is gonna make it. I mean, you know how he got into the second round is what it is. I'll talk about it at a later time. But like, I, I just didn't I didn't feel it. I guess is what I'm saying. Like everybody no. else seemed to put out this very concentrated. They they gave it a strong effort and made a strong choice, which is I think you have to do in these kind of things. And I just didn't get strong choice out of him, and I think that's going to cost him ultimately. Yeah, I, you know, as we, were, as we were talking about earlier, I like I like Young Professor too, and I like Three MP. Um, I thought they were the class of the field, but we'll see how it all comes out. Hey, you know, I think we have our. Um, guests in the queue but you know we're bringing yes, back please. um oh. new sponsors to the show tonight oh no Take yes. Back. yes we have sponsors like back in the old day so um i think let's hear from one of those sponsors now and then we're going to return with uh simon sermon and ashton star excellent hey man you hear this home security company adt when out Jake Roberts has his own security company called ADDT. Other home security companies, they give away their credibility by yelling and screaming. ADDT doesn't have to do that, man. Why yell when a whisper will do? Let me show you how it works. See, when someone tries to break into your house, a silent alarm trips. And that's where me and Damien go to work. Nah, man, we don't call the police. We just talk to them. Sometimes the right words can change a man's mind. Hey man, what are you doing? Trying to break into this guy's house? Steal all his stuff? You're looking through that window and you see everything you can't have, man. Your dreams may start in the clouds, but your body is filled with greed. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you will get struck and you will pay the price of the ADDT. You will wallow in a cold, dark pit, a victim of your own greed, wallowing in the muck of avarice. See, ADD doesn't play no games, man. Call today to get a free quote. ADDT is cruel, but it's fair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Yes. Great to have Jake Roberts well, as a sponsor. You can't Jake Roberts ADDT. You can't beat that. <laughs> well, the only thing that could possibly be more entertaining than that are our two guests. Right now, the guy's getting all the attention. Um, I got to bring him on. I will introduce Simon Sermon. Uh, he's, he's a friend of mine, a guy who's been a mainstay on the scene for years and finds himself embroiled in controversy yet again. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Simon Sermon. How you doing, man? Oh, man, Steve, great to talk to you guys. You know, earlier when you were talking about a deliberately bad character, I thought you were introducing me already. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> and then, and Laurie, could you please introduce our other guest? Very gladly. He's a, he's a star at Southern Ana, star at Anarchy. He's making the rounds to many different places, and definitely a nominee for the most improved and maybe some other categories this year in the Georgia Wrestling Awards. Welcome to the Tipping Point, Ashton Star. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Good hey, evening, Ashton. Hi. So, <laughs> oh, madness, madness. So, uh, 
Simon and Ashton. Um, man, I, I said it earlier. I don't know if you guys heard. So, Ashton, you've got a, t- a, a talk show segment coming up. Usually when people say a Piper's Pit-like segment, I hate it. I just hate the idea. <laughs> but I'm excited about the petty party. And then, Simon, how do you keep getting involved in the shit, man? How do you keep... <laughs> <laughs> how does how do you remain so the two of you are easily amongst the top most relevant people going on in Georgia wrestling right now? How the fuck are you doing it? <laughs> well, I learned it from Simon, so and I I pay for Facebook advertising, so. <laughs> Simon, I guess we could talk about yours first. So this flag match, what was the story behind the match and then all the stuff that you went through through the match? I didn't quite understand why the match was shut down in the first place, honestly. Well, um, we had the show, and, uh, you know, uh, I, I, finished, uh, I finished my match by beating the crap out of my opponent with a uh, – uh, with a an American flag in the, uh, in the gay pride colors. So it's the stars and stripes with, you know, gay pride colors for the, uh, for the actual stripes. And, uh, AJ Steele ran out with an American flag. And as he tried to get into the ring with the American flag, I took a swing at him and he held up the American flag, blocked off the, uh, blocked off the hit and then dumped out. And, uh, that kind of set up for the, uh, flag versus flag match. Um, fast forward, you know, a, a week or a couple of weeks later when we, uh, went to, uh, a- actually advertise the show, which is incidentally, a, you know, the American flag versus the pride flag is, is something that I've wanted to do for a hundred years now. And it was always something that always got it put off. It was always just some little thing that, you know, somebody would come up with some little excuse, and 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 uh, with uh, Tommy Pitts being the booker over there at uh, Pro Wrestling Circuit, I just knew it was a shoe-in. So, uh, you know, we set this whole thing up, and then as soon at like six seconds, like six Mississippi after the after the the the, the poster hit the internet, the sheriff calls uh calls up uh, uh the county commissioners and they call up the uh uh the uh the building which is the uh ups the upson county or as i like to call now the upset county um <laughs> civic center and um they put the kibosh on it and um you know they give whatever whatever reasoning they say they have but you know i've i've heard it all before and they uh they they you know we 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 put out another poster that just simply removed the uh the gay flag and the american flag and all of a sudden they were cool with it and uh I'll be honest with you I'm pretty sure if we had just had the american flag on there they'd have been really cool with it as well but you know they gave us they gave us the the wink wink and the nudge nudge and then all of a sudden there was a backlash and you know some folks made some calls and you know I I openly complained like I do when things don't go my way like a sissy and uh, lo and behold, they didn't really have any any um, any justification for what they did. So they, within 24 hours, uh, upset county capitulated, and now I have my match. Oh, God. I, I mean, it's doing the impossible, which is 
I can't imagine the crowd that you're going to draw. And I, I mean, and, I, and to get to you, Ashton, like, I legitimately think having Petty Party a par- as a part of Southern Honor, I think they are going to draw a different kind of crowd to see that. And I find myself really flabbergasted by this. Now, as a straight guy who people tend to think is gay, like, this, this may shock you, um, but, like, I can't believe how much things have changed. Or Simon, you could speak to this. Ashton, you could speak to this. Have things changed to the point where, I mean, Ashton's a total baby face, right? They fucking love him. And Simon, you're at the point where, you know, you're getting this kind of publicity um, for the gay pride flag and all this kind of stuff. I mean, have things changed in the last few years, Simon? Or has it always been this way as far as the climate for like openly gay wrestlers that kind of thing um no no uh there was a time when it was just me <laughs> and <laughs> there were there, there was me and no one else and but you know um you know things do change times do change and it did happen really really fast because um, you know, one day I was at, at Peach State Wrestling Alliance and I looked around and I was like, son of a bitch, there's a shit ton of fags in this damn locker room. And, um, you know, and it's just sort of, it's just sort of gone off from there. I feel like a proud grandmother, uh, from time to time because I looked around and I go, you know, there's a lot of people I have stuff in common with here, you know, uh, yeah. and, and I, I'm, I'm really happy to see that. It's one of those things to where, especially, well, Simon, if you remember, we had a match at Team State, and before we could even get going, the heckler, and he just kept yelling, you know, bag it, bag it, and like mm. the whole like nine yards. And we hadn't even started the match yet. We hadn't even started our lockups or anything yet. So it was just, it's, it's come to a time, and I always have these moments, especially in the South, to where, especially if it's my first time there, I'm always weary. And um, that that was one of the things when I got to Canton, it was one of those things to where I was very weary because when I started on the show, the very first show I was healed. I was healed for like the first three shows. And there was no creative direction to turn me face. And I guess that's a testament to how times are changing because management didn't change me to being babyface. It was the crowd itself, and it was accepting of me, which I found to be very different because I hadn't experienced that in the South, period. Yeah. Ashton, I want to ask you about just along those lines, the night you did the match at Southern Honor with Effie, and mm-hmm. it was the most over thing on the show. Did you expect that kind of response going into that match? Were you were you surprised by it? Um. I wasn't so surprised as to the fact that, because um, me and Effie have worked before, so we've proven doubters before. I was, um, I felt like I had gotten Canton to a point to where they had progressed and had gotten to a point to where they accepted. I wasn't sure if they were ready for two of us at the same time. <laughs> um, but I it was it was welcoming, and they were so welcoming to Effie and myself and you know, in all the gay antics, organics, as I call them, it was very, um, <laughs> it was very accepting. And that's something I felt like 
that's when I think I truly started to feel that there was a change happening. Got you. Mm-hmm. But, Simon, uh, you know, wasn't there a fan at WrestleMania that had a very strong reaction negatively about you being a part of that show? Yeah. Um, most recently, you know, uh, myself and uh, Dementia DeRose, uh, De Double D, you know, we were oh. uh, kind of we're on a collision course uh, for the who is to who's to call themselves the Queen of Barnesville, if you will. And it's sort of a, a fight that I've picked. Um, but you know what? She's she's coming there, and she's you know she's she's proclaimed that she's the best uh, wrestler in there, the Queen of Barnesville. And I'm like, oh no, ma'am, no, ma'am. And uh, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a fight I picked, especially when I when I pulled her eye patch all the way out, snapped it back on her eye. And, uh, and told her a one-eyed woman could never be queen of anything, but um, you know a fan a fan came across and they said you know hey uh, I'm I'm no longer supporting uh, WrestleMania because uh, you guys are cramming this gay agenda down our throats and I responded to him bye Felicia <laughs> I don't I don't care <laughs> it doesn't bother me I'll give him the ten dollars just not to come I'll pay him ten dollars and I'll pay them ten dollars for his seat. I don't give a crap. <laughs> I, you know, speaking to what Ashton said about going to Canton, I remember, you know, obviously, Simon, you're a baby face for PCW forever, right? Like, that was my original intent. I saw you um, at that show at the Perks, like, with a thousand people, you know, yelling faggot at you and stuff. And the two <laughs> friends I was with, because I was scouting for just anybody and everybody for PCW. I just needed to fill the roster. And as soon as we saw you doing your thing, they looked at me and they go like, Steve. And I go like, yeah, I get it. And I go, but we're, we're in midtown Atlanta. That guy's a fucking baby face. <laughs> like, we're, we're doing it. Now, I had every confidence we could do it in Avondale, and we certainly did. I, I had more than enough confidence that Simon was our main eventer at the Jungle, the gay nightclub. Of course he was, against Dwight Power, no less, our like, white supremacist. It was fantastic. But when we went to Porterdale, Simon wasn't originally part of the crew, and I remember we brought you in for a thing. And I remember having da- – see, in my mind, it was not a thing. And so when we were in Porterdale, I just went, oh, crap, what if I'm throwing Simon to the wolves where he's going to do this run-in and they're going to be like, oh, fuck this gay guy. What is this shit? Because I had sort of toned down the more PCW aspects of PCW. It wasn't quite as wacky or crazy and that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, maybe Simon's thing won't play here. But it absolutely did. He came in and cleaned house and, like, beat up a bunch of heels at random. And the crowd completely went for it. He had, like, the spangly gladiator's hat and all that stuff. And uh, I remember being a little relieved, though. I can understand how Ashton could feel in that respect of, like, is yeah. this going to play? Um, you know, and I, I, I was definitely happy with the result. Well, I've learned to have very thick 45-year-old skin. And, uh, you know, I've heard it all. I've seen it all. I've had people threaten uh, my safety. I've had people threaten my life. I've also had people get up out of their chairs and scream and yell and cheer whenever they see me. You know, when you talk about being a baby face at, at – uh, at PCW, that led to me being a baby face at Pete's Day Wrestling Alliance. And there is, no, I mean, uh, Ashton, uh, Ashton can uh, attest to this. There was a time when I had actually left PCW for a while, and he was actually coming out to my music as the, uh, the, mm-hmm. the replacement exotic one. 
and then I'd been gone for maybe six months or something like that, and he had come he'd come to the ring to my music. All of a sudden, the music plays again, and then I step through the curtain, and all they did was step through the curtain. I didn't I didn't say hey what's up. I didn't say hey how you doing. I just stepped through the curtain, and you'd have thought that Hulk Hogan had walked into that building. That place came <laughs> unglued. And and you know so I mean yeah it, I mean it it. it it happens. I mean, it's a it's a surprise. It's taken on it's taken a long time because, as you know, before PCW, I was never a face anywhere, and I was I was skeptical. I mean, even Midtown Atlanta, you know, before uh, the monster of Midtown was uh, born, as you say, um, I was skeptical. And I mean, if it weren't for you, there probably would never have been a face Simon Sermon. Just never would have happened, <laughs> or never face exotic ones. You know, just never would have happened. Uh- Ashton, this is this is a rather complicated question, but I want to ask okay. it because I, I don't I don't want everything to be just be focused on you know being gay and not being gay and all that kind of stuff. But I gotta ask well, this question. <laughs> well, <laughs> certainly nothing wrong with it, but I, I think I think something else that you and Simon share in common is is your ability to transcend maybe you know it's the the most important thing in wrestling is sort of creating an emotional connection and a bond and um i'm always convinced that it's 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 a lot harder to be homophobic if you think that there are no gay people that you know and i think people feel a connection to you and they feel a connection to simon so even if they did have like predilections towards like oh i'm just not comfortable with gay people or i feel like they're pushing a quote-unquote agenda i i think them seeing you in action is one of these things that helps kind of turn people around now do you feel a sense of obligation like simon as the first I mean, I think a lot was put on him as far as expectation. At one point, Simon, you seem to almost go the other way, right? Or it's just like, I'm not going to play gay in the least, right? That's going to be my way of showing that I'm worthy of the stage first. And uh, But Ashton clearly has no such foibles or need to do that, right? So do you feel an obligation to represent a certain way or to act a certain way in the locker room so people like are more accepting or are you just doing you? No, I'm just crazy old me. I think is is what it is is you know, I it's something I had to learn. Um but I've just I'm me. What I what you get from me is authentic because it's a hundred percent genuine. I'm not going to put on a facade for anybody. I'm not going to pretend to be somebody that I'm not. Um, when I first started wrestling, I started training in 2013, and my first match was 2014. And when I started, Simon Sermon was the only person. So I that was that helped me with my career only because I was like, I'm not the only one. There's somebody who's out here who's doing their thing, who doesn't give a damn, how anybody perceives him or what anybody thinks, he's just out here living his best life. So for for me, in my sense, like, you know, when you're first starting, I didn't have a character when I first started. So I was kind of like generic wrestler number five. But once I get everything together and once I started to put myself together and I started to realize that I can be me and just turn it up a notch, and then that's what will set me apart. That's why you can tell me apart from some of the other people that we share locker rooms with. And it's hard. There have been times where I walk into locker rooms, and, you know, 
I'm going, and I'm, I'm a hugger, but I'll go and I'll shake everybody's hands and I'll hug who I know. And there have been times to where I'll be right next to somebody. Um, I'll shake their hand, and then I go shake the hand across from them, and they look at me and they turn the other way. It's, I mean, it, it doesn't hurt me. I don't feel terrible about it. But at the end of the day, I'm secure with myself. I am who I am, and I present that to the world. Uh, Ashton, I wanted to ask you something about your the development of your character. I remember the early um, AWE shows and the Roar matches when you wrestled exclusively right. women, um, which was which was hysterically funny. The the whole thing, and, and you, you you were great in that role. But did, did you reach a point, or were you concerned that you were just going to get pigeonholed wrestling women? I did get a pigeonhole. I um, mm. that happened was uh, that came about. I had done a, like maybe three matches with AWE prior. It wasn't really going anywhere. Um, then uh, Murder One comes to me. He was like, "Hey," because uh, they had a women's division, but at that time it was depleting. And at that time, the only experienced wrestler they had was dementia. So. Yeah. Um, they were like, hey, we have a women's division, but the women's division only consisted of Dementia and Kier and Priscilla, who hadn't even been a year in yet. So they were like, you know, we need, we want to ask if you want to work with the girls, whatever. And I know all three. I love all three. I'm friends with all three. So I was like, of course. Not, getting paid to work with your friends, why not? So... <laughs> um, and then it's like a double-edged sword because if there's one thing that women get, especially women's wrestlers, women's wrestlers garner attention. Their match goes up on YouTube. They get thousands upon thousands of hits on YouTube. So yeah. whatever attention they receive, I receive. Only problem with that is that I was being categorized as a women's wrestler. And um, there are times, you know, I would drive out to shows or I would ride with people to shows or try to get booked on shows. And, you know, I would reach out. and like, hey, you know, I'm at the star. I've been working this and doing this for X amount of time. You know, I'm open to any spot you have available to me. And sometimes bookers or promoters will hit me back and be like, thanks, but we're not really looking for a women's match right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I would be like, oh, okay, well, me neither. <laughs> so <laughs> it was it – was, Right, it's just, it, but that's what people thought I was because that's where my notoriety was coming from. And I think my year of 2015 and a little bit into 2016, I was doing damage control because nobody really knew me as an actual wrestler. They just knew me as a women's wrestler because that's what I was popular for. Mm-hmm. I got to say, you know, I, oh, God, like, I don't miss. I don't miss running shows and booking shows. People, people are always of the mind of, ah, he keeps talking because he really wants to run a show. And I don't, but I will say like Simon was certainly inspirational to me. And Ashton is one of the guys that I, I remember that period and going like, Oh, I wish fucking PCW was really around. And I was booking it. Cause I was like, Oh God, what I could do, you know, I can shock everybody. I could push. I, I felt like, you could have been pushed too. Like you just needed the opportunity of like, this guy, this guy's a star. Like I, you know, I said it recently in the top 10 thing where I was like, Ashton Star's not in the top 10, but I feel the need to talk about him. 
Um, I, know, I heard that. And, so thanks for that shout out. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I mean, in some ways, I think if you get the shout out and you're not in the top ten, it's actually better in a lot of ways because then I talk about you more, right? And you know, and then Simon, it's like, I mean, I'm talking to two of the guys who are going to be up for male performer of the year, which is an award that Simon has won. I, I always consider that award to be, uh, you know, Shadow Jackson and Simon Sermon's award. <laughs> like, no matter who was winning it that year, I was just like, yeah, well, it should have been Simon or Shadow Jackson. <laughs> like, it didn't really matter. And this year, I mean, between Simon, I think Matt Sells, who's doing hysterical awesome. stuff, and in yeah. Ashton Star, I don't. Larry, has it ever been this competitive with the with Not the, the performer? With the, no, in 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 for variety of performers, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Simon, you've you you've been around this bitch a little while. Have has it ever been quite like this? I'm just talking about the general Georgia scene thing. It just seems like madness now. Larry can take credit for a little of that, maybe me as well, but I don't know if it's ever been like this. Or am I just seeing things through sort of my limited sort of lens? Oh, no, no, no. You're, uh, you've, you've hit the nail right on the head. I mean, wrestling, especially in independent wrestling in the state of Georgia, is the best I've ever seen it ever, ever, ever. I mean, when you've got – I mean, I've seen shows draw 20 people, and 15 of them were friends and family. Uh, you know, I've performed in front of nearly empty uh, arenas or nearly empty, you know, uh, beer halls or nearly empty anything, you know, and, uh, you know, the shows are doing so well when you start looking, when you start seeing numbers like you know, the big deal before was, oh, man, we drew 100. Hell, yeah, we drew 100. Now, if you draw 100, you freaking suck, man. <laughs> what are you doing wrong? What are you doing wrong when there's a show out there drawing 400 and 600? Uh, the the idea of an independent wrestling show in the state of Georgia drawing a thousand people, no matter who insane. was on it, insane, insane. You know, so hats off, you know, to to these these promoters and these folks who are drawing these numbers, and hats off to folks who are consistently doing it. It's the best it has ever been since I started in the wrestling business in 2001 at the fall of WCW. I mean, wrestling, uh, independent wrestling was crap for many, 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 many years. Yeah. And, and then, it, you know, and it's it sort of transitioned away from character-based wrestling to these guys that just wanted to be all, you know, technical wrestlers and bore the shit out of me, five-star wrestling matches. <laughs> and now you're starting to see um, characters come back into wrestling and I'm seeing more and more characters and I'm also seeing five-star technicians with a little character uh, yeah, in there. next thing you know it's the best of both worlds so it's the it is easily the best that I've ever seen it you, you know like thinking about you and AJ Steele and Ashton Starr and Logan Chase like I think there's similarities there strangely enough just Stay with me. So, like, <laughs> AJ Steele is legit, right? I don't think anybody would question he's in a wrestling ring, shit's going to go down, right? Mm -hmm. But he gains something from being in the ring with you. And I think also there's a reason that Logan Chase, 
I mean, he was there at the last Southern Honor show, but at this one, it's his chance to speak. And I dare say, I, I mean, again, you know, this will probably get me in trouble, but I am not scared of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think Logan Chase is getting the rub off of Ashton Starr, even yeah, though right. he's a even though he's a Canton guy, <laughs> and you know he was seen as this sort of acquisition from like some sort of the fall or the at least the hard stumble of GPW. I think. And, you know, at first I thought, like, I was almost afraid, like, Ashton Starr would, like, not bury him, but just shine so much brighter that he would be pale in comparison. But then I realized, like, no, I think Ashton Starr, I think he's on this show in order to get the rub off of Ashton Starr, which is remarkable. And AJ Steele, even though he's as legit as they come, as far as especially that region of Georgia, I think there's something about him being embroiled in a thing with Simon that gives him another layer of interest. Um, and again, that's, that's what being a pr- great performer is all about at the end of the day, is helping the other guy along. And that's what the two of you are doing, whether people realize it or not. Well, I mean, from my perspective, I've been in this a really, really long time, and I've got a lot more matches behind me than I have in front of me. And I've said that a thousand times. I mean, I don't know what, where the end is in sight. But at this point in my life, this point in my wrestling career, I want to see, I want to see my guys succeed. I want to see my guys do well. I mean, I want to see, I want to see guys go to the next level. You know, when I, when I look on TV and I see. Uh, Xavier Woods holding a microphone upside down on WWE, you know, a freaking little tear comes to my eye, you know. <laughs> That's yours, by the see, way. For those that I, don't yeah. know, he, he directly took that from Simon, and he would be the first to admit it. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He called me. He called me. He was a total, total pro. I mean, this guy's making, you know, boatloads of money on TV, famous shirts, action figures. I'm nobody, and he calls me on the phone and says, hey, is it okay to do that thing you do? And I'm like, oh, my God, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, that's the closest I'm ever going to get. Thank you, you know. I was, 30 <laughs> I was 30 years old when I started wrestling, and, uh, you know, I was way past my prime when this got going. So that's all I want to do. I want to see, you know, uh, I want to see guys get pushed forward. You know, I want to see the Austin theories. I want to see the guys that are from this area go to the next level. Uh, I can't wait, and, you know, anything I can do to help, just let me know. I'm there. I'll put anybody over. I don't care. I don't care what it takes, you know. Uh, you know kill well, babies. I don't care. Whatever it takes. You know, Simon, <laughs> the, be- the beauty of the beauty of the thing with A.J. Steele was, of course, he's, he's obviously he's a big star in middle Georgia, and he has been for years, but he'd been away. And the thing with you kind of jump-started him right back in the mix at the top of the card. Uh, you know, I, I loved it in that way. But I wanted to ask you about something, you know, early in your career, you started out, at least I first saw you in NAWA, doing a British carrier, character. And That's at correct. what point did, did you decide, okay, I'm going to go with the, with the gay character? So um, I was so, so opposed to being the typical gay character. You know, I had this idea that the gay guy was always the bad guy, was always the weak guy, was always the one that was, you know, in the hair fight, you know, the the hair pulling fights with the women and things like that. And I just thought that the the stereotype was so negative that I was just going to go 
completely in some sort of different direction. You know, with the boys, I was always openly gay. I trained as an openly gay uh, wrestler uh, back in, you know, 2000, 2001. Um, and the character is actually based off of my mother-in-law at that time, who is actually a British woman. And so the voice that you hear is my interpretation of what I hear when she would talk to when she would talk to so so and she, I believe she was from Manchester and so you know it's just a it's just a funny little thing you know I was playing my my boyfriend's mother uh, you know at the wrestling shows and and it just got over and that whole thing with the fake belt and all of that other stuff and and it's just a it was a story that had real meat to it and I I really really was uh really proud of that character and really happy with that. And in fact, the height of my pride came when there was a, uh, a wrestler named uh, the rebel of royalty, Ruben Kosh's. I can't remember Ruben's last name, but he's a legit British guy comes over Ruben from James. Great Britain. Ruben James, Ruben, Ruben James. James. Love yes. that guy. Love that guy. He comes over and cuts a promo. And I hear, I hear the audience yell, that's the worst British accent I've ever heard. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to copy a British guy, copy Simon. That's a real British guy, you know. And and it and it pits him off, you know. <laughs> you know. But the 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 uh, the tipping point, uh, uh, pardon the pun, came when I was kind of milling around after a show, and this woman approached me. And, you know, she's, she's talking nice and everything. I, you know, I'm being polite. And then all of a sudden she's like, so would you like to go out sometime? And I was like, huh? She's like, would you like to go out sometime? Maybe, you know, gra- go to a movie, grab a bite to eat. And I was like, you mean like a date? And she's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, I, I think you know, that would be great. And I was like, you don't know that I'm gay? And she's like, you're gay? And I'm like, oh, my God, I had this epiphany. I'm like, oh, shit. Everything that I did this for, I had gotten so buried in the idea that I didn't want to be the typical gay that I completely lost my entire identity as a gay person. And so I was like, put the brakes on, and I'm like, I'm going a different way. And so the exotic (laughs) one was born. And that's how it happened. I got asked out on a date. So I went full fag the next freaking month. <laughs> Save some and pussy you know, for the said, rest of us. <laughs> what was that? Uh, what was that? Thunder in Paradise. What was that? Uh, what was that movie where uh, where they said that uh, the character couldn't go full retard? Well, I went full fag. I just, I just the very next month. Well, Tropic Thunder. Tropic, Tropic Thunder. Thunder. That's it. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. playing a black man. <laughs> So I have I have full retard. <laughs> I I have one last question. It's actually for everybody, uh, including Ashton. So where's Ashton's star going to wind up? I predict bigger and better things certainly, but I want us to all think, including Ashton. You you'll answer the question oh. last. Be as okay. honest as you wish. But what's coming up? For Ashton, you can you can say in the by the end of the year, you can say the the big league that he's going to sign with. What's your prediction for what's going to happen with Ashton Star? Who would like to start? 
Well, I think before the end of the year that Ashton holds gold, uh, singles gold title in a, in one of the top promotions in Georgia. I agree. Yes, sir. I would oh. like to see Ashton on the new NWA show. Oh, oh I didn't even yeah. think of that. Holy balls. Yeah. What a gr- what a great idea for them too, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, nothing would say we're hey, we're in Atlanta, motherfucker. God, right. that would be good. Hey, we're in Midtown, motherfucker. Yeah, they're in Midtown. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a natural. Ooh, oh, oh damn. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh my god. Um this this is more long term. I'm going to let you answer last session. This is more long term thinking. We're going through a stage right now where it feels like NXT is snatching up people or at least distracting them to try to stop them from signing with MLW or AEW. And it's not and it's disingenuous in a lot of ways. Eventually, I think they're going to find that 2 hours of television for NXT is a lot more than they fucking thought it was going to be. Um, I think they're going to find that oh, it's really hard to feel still all this television and they're going to have to, and they're going to look back at stuff that worked. And I think it's undeniable that the Bray Wyatt stuff, for example, has worked. And at that point, they're going to sign very different kind of wrestlers than just spot guys that are built like swimmers. Right. (laughs) So I think at that point, I think Ashton Starr has, I'd said recently that there were two and a half guys that I think had a shot of getting signed. And the half was Ashton Starr. I think in a few years, they're going to look at him and, and seriously bring him in with an intent in mind, not just as a preemptive move to stop him from going elsewhere. I, I can imagine every league would be interested, but I think NXT is where he ends up, which sounds crazy to some perhaps, but I really think that. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And it will be my favorite spiking the football that I ever do if I get to do it. <laughs> yeah, I will personally invite you. I promise. I would personally invite you. <laughs> uh, and now, Ashton, where, where do you see yourself, or where do you think you'll be, or what is your goal? I mean, however you want to answer the question, it's really your question. Okay, I have achieved the answer, and then I have my answer. <laughs> okay. Um, honestly, I just see I, wherever I end up, I just want to see myself being happy. So mm. I just want to, I just want to be able to know that what I'm doing is making me happy. I want my mom to be able to see me and, you know, she's happy and she's proud. She's proud of everything I've done so far. Um, And just knowing that wherever avenue I take, I know that for me, my mom, my family, my loved ones, you know, they're all just proud and then they get to see family and they get to see themselves being represented and they're proud of me and anything that I take. Um, yeah, but, but honestly, <laughs> we're, we're being like what I really want. Uh, <laughs> I, I would love to see myself in somewhere like um, AEW or WWE. Um, NWA, which I hadn't even thought of, it would be amazing. 
was such a great um, answer. God, oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, there are things I thought of, and there are things I thought they would never have like me on there. Um, I mean, I felt like that about WWE for a while, but things are progressing. Um, my good friend Sunny Kiss is signed to AEW. And mm. I think that's like a huge turning point to show that the world is progressing um, and that there's opportunity for everybody, not just people who fit a certain mold. So honestly, I think for anyone, not just me or not just gay wrestlers, period, um, but like literally sky's the limit. I think the bar is only as high as we allow it to be set. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, guys, um, can you please tell it? Simon, give us the specs on the flag match. Ashton, give us the specs on Southern Honor, because those are that's going to be two of the biggest stories uh, in the next couple of weeks. So we definitely want to know wh- when's it going to be all that good stuff. So the uh, flag versus flag match, the pride yeah. flag versus the American flag, is uh, Saturday, September. 28th at the Upson County Civic Center in Thomaston, Georgia. That's Pro Wrestling Circuit. I think the show starts promptly at 7.30. So if you want to see me beat the teetotal snot out of a straight guy with a gay flag at some point, you just show up, and I'm pretty sure it's going to (laughs) happen. Sold. Ashton, please. Yes. Uh, next Friday, Southern Honor, I will be presenting the first ever live petty party with special guest Logan Chase. And it'll be the first talk show experience that Southern Honor has ever had to present. Um, bell time is 8 p.m. It will be a fun time from top of the card to bottom of the card. And you know I always bring the petty, so you can expect all kinds of drama as well. <laughs> well, thank you guys for being on. Um, you know, I, I just, I, of course, Simon. You know, I think the world of you and Ashton. I am a, I'm a bona fide fan, and I hate everything. So, <laughs> thank both of you guys for making, uh, for making Georgia wrestling a, a much better place, and being a big part of the maelstrom that's going on in Georgia wrestling right now. You guys are as, and as integral a part of these crowds that are being drawn and just the craziness of all of it um, as anything else. So thank you guys. And uh, yeah, thank you so much thank for you. being on. Thank you. We just add color. Yeah. We're adding color. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'll say. <laughs> Thanks. Right on. Thank you. Well, Larry, that was awesome. First of all, thank you for Much thank you for Much thank you for getting all of that together. I mean, Ed, sure. you know, Larry and I both kick around ideas, but uh, Larry makes the ideas come to fruition, and uh, that was definitely awesome. One of those things that's going to be archived, and I think we're going to reference in the uh, near future, honestly. But I wanted to give us a little time to play because. Um, people put together these commercials for us and some of them are classic ones that we used to run and some of them are brand new that jake roberts 82 one was brand new and i fucking loved it so larry what do you feel like playing right now uh how about one of these uh stone cold solo of the week 
What the hell? Yeah, please play one. And if it's great, um, we'll play the other ones. Yes. Before we what go we out that, though, <laughs> reminder, uh, this is ra- rather a light weekend for wrestling, but this is the annual Dragon Con, the one and only oh, boy. type of gathering with wrestlers from any from such an interesting combination of folks. Uh, we'll be there Thursday night at the, what is it, the Hyatt Centennial Ballroom. I believe it's a 7 o'clock start. you got to be have tickets for Dragon Con to get in, though. It's going to be and, good. And because... And because we're probably not going to have a tipping point before the show, I think it's important to bring up September 6th is the fundraiser for JJ. And uh, just everybody's turning out for that thing. And you do as well. You know, when when people are like, oh, you know, support independent wrestling and blah, 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 blah. We we know how I feel about that blanket statement. However, I have no problem endorsing September 6th in the Landmark Arena. Um, You need to get there as a fan. You need to pay your ticket. Uh, if you're one of the boys, you need to be there either on the card or to show support. I think it's very important. I think it's a cause that we can all get behind. JJ is just a wonderful fucking guy. And if you don't know who he is, um, learn a little bit and show up there. I think it would it's just a good thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Absolutely. I plan to be there to support him and be part of it. And it's it's going to be a real fun night for sure. For sure. Absolutely. And now... Um, Let's try out this uh, Stone Cold solo. That's how the Wayfair plays guitar. Open up them gimmicks on the side of your head. They call ears, son. It's time for Stone Cold Solo of the Week. Now today's solo comes to you from a little band from Texas run by the name of ZZ Top. This right here is played by Billy Gibbons. Now that might sound like a British wrestler's name, but I'm here to tell you right now, he is known for good old-fashioned picking. Now that is how a white man plays guitar. them gimmicks on the side of your head they call ears son it's time for stone cold solo of the week a lot of times people hear a solo they think it ought to be fast be a bunch of bullshit be a lot of flips and tricks hammers and pulls all that sometimes you just got to be snug tell your story get the people involved sometimes you got to be a mechanic and this guy right here that's exactly what he is because he's from mike and the mechanics it's right here is mike rutherford and this is a silent running
I was not ready for Mike and the Mechanics at all, at oh. all. <laughs> well, I think I think we might have to play that third one next week, Larry, and or next let's hold time. That, yeah, let's um, hold that for next time around. Oh my God, we got a bunch of great stuff. Special thanks to all the people who put those things together for us, and uh, a special thanks to our guests, of course, Simon Sermon and Ashton Starr. And again, turn out for that. Uh, show for JJ on September 6th and uh, yeah go do your thing everybody of course uh, Larry where are you going to be this weekend the only thing I'm doing this weekend is Dragon Con as far as I know oh, it's going to be big though that's going to be big yeah, it's always fun um, so Justin Rhodes is going to be, be there I understand what that's what I'm Dustin Rhodes is, is, is the guest is the uh, guest star for this show I think there's another one but the one that comes to mind is Dustin Rhodes Holy balls! Well, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can put out a video or two. I'm gonna try that out. See All right. how it works out. <laughs> well, cool. Well, Larry, special thanks. Uh, awesome show this week, and we will see you guys in a couple weeks from now on the Tipping Point. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.